this thing on because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Chris Swazi, also known as Coach Swaz throughout this episode. On today's podcast, we talk about the economic development delivery system, how Genesee County Economic Development Center and Invest Buffalo Niagara work together, collaborate on projects. Chris talks about workforce development, real estate development, site selection, and everything in between. The bills, too. So, hope you guys enjoy this episode, and thanks so much for listening. Rate us on iTunes. Bye, guys. So, for those that don't know, what is GCEDC? Well, it stands for Genesee County Economic Development Center. So, we're an industrial development agency, similar to ECIDA. Right. And... What's the difference between, you know, our organization and yours? How do we collaborate, crossover? How are we different for those that might not know the economic development kind of ecosystem? Right. So the ecosystem, as a lot of folks know, Invest Buffalo Niagara is a regional economic development organization. Genesee County Economic Development Center, GCEDC, is a partner in um, and invests in Genesee um, County as well as invest in Invest Buffalo Niagara. So we collaborate a lot in terms of uh, our activity for attraction projects. Um, we go to conferences a lot of times together or you'll represent us at a conference. So we have a great relationship and one that's been going on for me for over 12 years. So it's been great. <laughs> right. So tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing in workforce development since I know that's such a kind of a hot topic on everyone's mind. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, We really uh, do a lot with workforce development. It's consuming over 50% of my time the last (laughs) couple years right now, which is, I'm excited. because The the other 50% is talking about the Bills? Is is all Bills, (laughs) baby. It's all about Josh Allen and the Bills defense right now. But uh, we certainly, we have a a lot in workforce development. We do a stint called Coach Swaz. I kind of go out as a career coach when I talk to high school kids. And I have another gentleman, uh, we call him Dr. J. And then we have another guy this year, special guest called Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> and we kind of make it fun when we go talk to kids in middle school and high school because, you know, we don't want to be seen as an old economic development uh, person. And uh, we want to be something that they can relate to. So I'll bring my coach's uh, uniform on. I'll bring a whistle and, and then get kids at ease and talk about careers that are in their backyard that most of them just do not know. And it's amazing to me. You have legacy companies that have been around for years, and you go talk about it to, to this generation, and they're like, i never heard of it. And uh, so it's very important for kids to understand that we have high-tech jobs right here right here in Genesee County, right here in Western New York. So really excited about that. And we're concentrating on three kind of different uh, events this year. The first one was Edge Factor, which is actually a platform. Uh, It's a series of YouTube videos, all modern, high energy, rock and roll playing, and and helps kids explore careers. And uh, and it's about a two-minute like a video so yeah. it's youtube related they they can they love going into those youtube videos and and seeing career paths and we tie that all together with with careers in their backyard as well 
The second thing is a huge event that we got coming up September 24th in Batavia. It's called Glow With Your Hands. And it's about Genesee Livingston and Orleans in Wyoming County, the Glow region, as we call it. And it's for kids 8th grade to 12th grade. And we have a 1,000 students planned this year in 28 different schools in the Glow region. And they actually are going to work with their hands for the day. There's going to be about 40 different stations, combination of the trades, advanced manufacturing companies in the Glow region, and, and really trying to get kids to work with their hands for the day. And whether it's plumbing, welding, carpentry skills, or advanced manufacturing, getting on back holes in some equipment, and really letting them really taste firsthand careers that they can work with their hands on and really expose them to that. So we're really excited about that. We're getting some great press. We had Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul came in a, a couple weeks ago to help kick us off uh, the event, and we're really seeing some great reviews already and uh, we haven't even had it yet so we're really excited (laughs) about that Um, and then the last thing is pre-apprenticeship so we're doing pre-apprenticeship programs in 11th and 12th grade Uh, 11th grade um, you're job shadowing and in 12th grade you're you're actually working with the company like an intern Uh, we're doing that at our BOCES program or Genesee Valley Educational Partnership so career and tech uh, high school education and then we're also doing a boot camp in the summer of 2020 uh, aimed at kids 18 to 24 year olds and it's a six-week boot camp uh, we're looking at a couple different tracks computer numerical control and mechatronics uh, welding and, and general machining and uh, it's it's an opportunity where kids can go they didn't really know what they were doing uh, coming out of high school they're kind of just trying to figure it out, and it allows them to come into this type of apprenticeship boot camp where they can get a good taste of these jobs that are uh, great career paths in their backyard with no student debt. And it's a right. great opportunity, and you can see um, that you'll have on-the-job training. Once you get out of the, 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 the boot camp portion, you actually work with a company, and it, you have a four-year track of every six months getting a pay increase and ultimately after four years after your full apprenticeship you'll be you know at a 25 to 30 dollar per hour price range with no student debt so right really excited about that so yes and i told you a lot in workforce (laughs) well it's we got a lot going on yeah it's on the top of everybody's mind and especially in like manufacturing and stem and the trades yep kids are a lot of times recently pushed in the opposite direction so correct to get it to that get them that information at a young age so that they're familiar with it and also in a fun way you know with your coach's whistle and everything i think it's actually important and it it is and and i utilized uh you know my really uh youth coaching background um to put that together because a lot of times um we would have really good successful basketball uh varsity level uh, in high school um, teams and they said, "How do you? How did you become so good?" Well, it's because we started in fourth grade, right? You know, and that's really why we became good. And the same thing is true for careers. You, we start these kids in fourth grade. We have a, actually an innovators club uh, at fourth grade, and uh, it's all about STEM and applied learning. And the kids love it, and, and that's really where we start getting the hooks into them. And then we have a series of uh, 
of platforms that lead the way um, all the way up into their senior year. So it really ties in the STEM and skilled trades career pathway for them. How do you have, how do you reckon with or have an appetite for something that probably takes so long to come to fruition and, you know, see the success of yeah. your labor if you know kids in fourth grade yeah it takes a while until you get to manufacturing job. you know i'm a parent right <laughs> uh, i've had uh you know my kids have you know gone through the system and and the last one's just graduated college so uh it's patience and you got to see it because it's um it's a long-term play right a lot of times everybody wants things fast and even our manufacturers uh locally they want to hire people quick and I keep talking to them about it's a long-term play. Workforce development is a, is a process. It's not a one-time event. Yeah. That's a good segue, too. Um, I want to talk about real estate development, which is something you guys do and not something we do in the economic development space. Um, that also takes a lot of patience. And, yeah. You know, it's kind of a winding road. Yeah. Take <laughs> us through from conception of a project to groundbreaking to ribbon cutting. You know, for those that don't know about it, just what's that process like? Right. It actually, um, getting back to the, call it the grassroots, and it's physically the grassroots. When we take it in a site, and a lot of times in Genesee County, um, it's a farm field, right? So, we, and I'll give you an example, the Ag Park. And the Ag Park, probably about 15 years ago, it started the process where we took an old pumpkin farm that happened to sit right next to some big infrastructure and we converted that farm ultimately into an industrial park. So it takes several years to put the pieces together because we don't have a pot of money waiting for us to say, here, go go do it. We had, in, in the case of the Yag Park, we had over 15 different financial transactions put together to, to lead us into infrastructure development costs. And by that, I mean we had to start putting in the water lines, the gas line, the water, I mean the sewer lines, and tie in the electric and utilize our partners. Of course, we don't do it all ourselves. Um, economic development's a team sport. Um, as you know, you're part of our team. But on the <laughs> right. infrastructure side, we have National Grid. You've got folks like National Fuel Gas. And they come together and we, we, we uh, put this together. And ultimately, um, when we see opportunities like the Ag Park, you wanna put the infrastructure capacity and tie it into that industry that you're chasing. And in the case of the Yag Park, it was all about food processing. So we had to have not just a little bit of infrastructure, we had to have a lot of infrastructure. So by that meaning I need a million gallons of water or sewer a day. I needed 10 to 15 megawatts of power available from National Grid. So once we were able to develop that, now we start marketing that. And, and we marketed pretty strong on uh, the food processing side and we happened to land two big projects right out of the gate. And, and when I say big projects, uh, one was a, a, a $25 million investment and the other one was a $200 million investment. So pretty cool that we have both ends of the spectrum when it comes to food processing. So whether you're small, medium or large, we can handle it all. And we've seen those investments and they've grown to date. And now all of a sudden you went from a pumpkin farm and now into, we have ultimately uh, 250 jobs out there and over $200 million, $250 million of investment. So that's one of the parks. And yeah. now we have seven and we have a big monster project that we're working on called Stamp. 
which stands for Science and Technology Advanced Manufacturing Park. And this happens to be five times the size as our ag park. It's right. 1,250 acres. Um, you're familiar with your Tesla plant here in Buffalo, which is about a million square feet under roof. Well, we can handle three Tesla plants at the stamp site. And that's aimed at, again, big infrastructure. We have over 485 megawatts of power available and over 11 million gallons of water and sewer a day. So a big, big campus sits right uh, close to the Buffalo Airport, about 25 minutes away, and we're super excited about that project and, and that development. Yeah, well, people see a big plot of land on the side of a road and they <laughs> think, build something there. I, I don't think people understand, yeah. you know, the Cheers. long process to get it to even be ready to... Right, so when you looked at the Ag Park, it took 15 years to start the infrastructure pro process, and then... Um, we've been into it for probably about five years as far as getting folks ready. So yeah, you can have 10 years of call it, you know, idle by the view when people drive by it, they don't see anything going on because we're doing all the, the infrastructure. Right. We're putting things in the ground. We're doing civil engineering and getting all the plans laid out. And then all of a sudden, you know, within five years, then all of a sudden you'll see something at stamp. You're like, oh my God. That happened overnight. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we yeah. know it didn't happen overnight. Right. Um, you guys do, you know, the Ag Park, dairy, food processing is big in Genesee yeah. County. Uh, the other side of that coin is some Main Street type development that you guys work on. Batavia is experiencing a little bit of a comeback. And yep. you and I toured it yep. like a year ago or yeah. year and a half ago now. Yeah. Um, took me around to some cool spots. And we were just talking about Eli Fish on the way up. Yeah. Um, how do you balance the two of those to be able to do, you know, a brewery on Main Street and this huge ag, ag park at the same time? Yeah, well, you start to see the, the infill, as we call it. Um, our seven shovel-ready parks are called, they're on the outside of the city of Batavia. And by having that development uh, work, like I talked about the two big projects at the ag park, now you started seeing infill into the city. So economic development very similar to the buffalo billion that happened out here and what started you start seeding the city and then things happen you start seeding the city then canal side happens and harbor center so in batavia is no different just on a smaller scale right so we started seeding and then we seen eli fish a microbrewery come to town and not only did they invest in a microbrewery but then they renovated the second and third floors of uh, Main Street and into one and two bedroom luxury uh, apartments and they're all rented out. So we're really in a, a predicament where we're really following Buffalo's lead in terms of what's happened here and what's happening with the millennials coming um, back because folks want to live, work and play, you know, right where they um, um, live and ultimately Batavia is the same type of thing on a, on a smaller scale, of course. Right. And then uh, we were able to win a $10 million um, DRI, um, Downtown Revitalization Initiative. So we were really excited about that. And, and same thing, as I talked about the Ag Park, all of a sudden, five years, you're going to see downtown Batavia. You're going to like go, wow, what's going on? Right. What happened? And that's all part of this whole big master plan here. Yeah, and that was part of the tour you took me on was a lot of the sites that'll be impacted. And, mm -hmm. you know, I got to see the before 
right. you know, a lot of these places are changed. It'll be exciting to see the after in a couple of years. Yeah, and those were strategic sites. So um, we're not just going and, you know, saying, you know, here's a, a blank canvas. We're, we're doing it, you know, strategically. We had uh, four st- sites that we really targeted. And, uh, and, and once you get those going, then everything organically happens. So we're really excited about downtown Batavia. Right. So you're the site selector contact yeah. for GCDC, and I know, um, you know, you work a lot with Matt, or you mentioned going on trade shows together. Yep. How important is that relationship with site selectors, especially when you're dealing with, you know, mega projects that could go to the ag park and invest 200 million, or yeah, you know, things like that. It's uh, the whole uh, site selection, you know, process is very interesting. Fifty um, percent of the deals come from specific site selectors their consultants in the group so we have to have those relationships out there so when Matt or Alan or Carolyn or Lori the whole team we're always out at different conferences and building those relationships are key so they understand what's going on in western New York you know when they come in and they see your face and they remember oh there's Chris Swazi stamp there's Niagara Falls low-cost hydropower right. I got a project that needs you know low cost hydro. We're we're coming here. We're we're gonna call you first, and that makes a difference because um, it's all about relationships. You know, when it comes down to it, I know we have all a lot of great technology out there, but there's nothing like that face to face relationship. They can trust you. They've seen you for a decade. You know, right? That you're real. You're not just a, a has been or you, you're fly by it. You fly in, you fly out, and uh, those you know are real special because uh it takes many years to build those relationships yeah they just gotta look for the guy with the whistle around his coach neck. Swaz. <laughs> and it's funny because it's i see the guys now and it'll be the first thing that comes out of their mouth hey coach Swaz. it's coach pretty Swaz. it's pretty hysterical and uh hey if that's what they need to know me by i'm fine with that right, right? Yeah. bring the deal i get the emails with the with <laughs> coach Swaz headline and the photo yeah i love it yeah, yeah. it's cool stuff so last question before sure. our blizzard round. Yeah. Um, generally, what makes you optimistic about the future of Western New York? Uh, I'm so excited uh, where we're at. Um, the future of Western New York is very bright. Um, we've been a hidden gem out here for years. And uh, we have an incredible ecosystem, both on the workforce side and as well as on the economic development side. It's kind of like a summary of everything we talked about, right? So you have incredible school system. Besides what I mentioned, what we're trying to do in K through 12, we certainly have uh, 57 colleges, universities, just in the Western New York half. Um, over 4,000 engineering students graduate annually. Over 4,000 IT professionals graduate annually. So you got 8,000 incredible graduates and that's what everybody is looking for is workforce and we, and we have a mature system here that we've been training everybody for the world you know for years and now right. we have the opportunity for places like stamp to keep them here and, and and that's the ultimate goal is to keep things strong here in western new york have those infrastructure industrial parks ready so when we have the next teslas you know come to town they have a place to come, and they want to be here. And you, and you com- combine that with low-cost hydropower, I mean, it's pretty powerful. So the future is very bright here in western New York. Great. Thank you so much for your time, all the work you do, oh, thank you, you know, being a great partner. Before I let you go, we have Blizzard Round. All right. I'm, a couple I'm fast 
hard-hitting journalistic questions. I heard that you cheated a little bit and prepared, but we'll allow it. We don't cheat. <laughs> we just prepare. Just That's prepare. the key, right? Different word for it, yeah. <laughs> if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Oh, Perry's ice cream, man. I love all kinds of Perry's, especially the Blizzard Pack ice cream. Local, too, yeah. Yes. Book, book or TV show that you'd recommend? I'm all day long about... ESPN. So I, I'm a sports junkie, so I, I don't watch anything else but ESPN. Yeah. What's your Bills prediction this year? Oh man, Record. record's gonna be we're gonna be ten and six. We're gonna sneak into the playoffs this year and watch right. out. That'll do. That'll do it. Yep. Text or phone call? Um, we're definitely a phone call. Uh, you know, it's all like I talk about the relationship side of the game and and listen to people's uh, voices. Something to we all have to do more of so. Right, Bills or Sabers? Bills Mafia, man. I'm a mafia <laughs> guy all day long. Hiking or skiing? Well, that's where a little bit I have to throw you a curveball there. It's basketball for me, so I play right. basketball. Cool. Six thirty. I played this morning at the Y in Batavia. I play three days a week. And, early morning. Uh, early morning, and I have a lot of young guys play, so they're my fountain of youth. So <laughs> that's how I stay young. Nice. And last question. Chicken wings, drumstick or flat? You know, my son loves the flats, so when we order, I'm always eating the drumsticks, so we have a balanced attack at those <laughs> right. bad boys. We love our chicken wings. Yeah, I'm a drumstick guy too. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Greg. Bell Ringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded, nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.